1: This out, is that a row?
2: Yeah, isn't this awesome? We'll put it in the show notes. We have to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So check this out. Uh, I want to shout out Damon, homie Damon. Uh, he listened to our very first episode. Uh,
1: T por- Pornhub and Death Walls. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I missed Death Wall so much, and it felt so good to mosh it system. Uh-huh. And he listened to that episode, and he was like, "Dude, have you ever rowed?" And I was like, "What is rowing?" And now the big thing because. Mosh pits and crowd surfing are a little less um
1: that a savory?
2: Savory, I would say. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. It doesn't feel like the right time in the world to be s- slamming elbows into each other's faces, necessarily. Sometimes it is. Right. Sometimes sure, it is. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. a release. It can be a release.
2: Um, but also something that's huge right now that I'd never heard of is the rowing community. And they all sit down at heavy metal <laughs> shows. And it's almost like they're all doing presidential fitness tests where they're doing sit-ups uh-huh. as one big group.
1: What a great and feeling. It, and it
2: looks like a row. And yeah. then in this one in particular, it's the, the whole section of the crowd is all rowing together in sync with the music sign me up man
1: yeah but instead of singing like a happy like little song they're listening to metal
2: heavy metal and doing setups (laughs) (laughs) we're a very good culture
1: i like that
2: (laughs) yeah so i just wanted to share it and shout it out because oh god i'm already knocking the table
1: stop touching things man
2: i'm a shifty bitch um I just want to shout it out right away because it's, as we near our 300th episode and have our first episode be about death walls, and now as we near this full circle moment of episode 300 to get into rowing, like yeah. I I got to get back into the heavy metal community, man. There's cool stuff happening there.
1: There are so many cool things in all of the subcultures, and I feel like heavy metal has just got like such interesting stories and niches and pockets and all of the different layers of metal, like death metal and fucking white- Speed metal. Speed metal and- like, white noise metal. And there was one, uh, maybe a whole album that was uh, at some point recorded in a, a an asylum that was just screaming that uh, a theater artist friend of mine told me about. Like, there are just so many different ways, uh, uh, you know, to be a fan of metal. Which, yeah. Yeah. Everything
2: cool. from, like, Judas Priest to Sepultura to this this um, band. I'd actually never heard of them. Amon Amarth, mm-hmm. if I'm saying you're right. Uh, or Amon Amarth Mm -hmm. Uh, in Oberhausen, which sounds German.
1: Yep, it is. Yeah? Yeah, I've been to Oberhausen. Oh, cool. Oberhausen.
2: Oberhausen. Yeah. Right on. (laughs) Well, they they know how to row there.
1: (laughs) So sign me up, man. Wow, very cool. Good start.
2: Really good start. Nice. Especially because I do feel like uh, the world is on edge. And maybe if we could, like, okay, hear me out. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Big, big idea. Okay. We spider-man every single country back into pangea okay and we throw one big mosh pit safe mosh pit concert fest we pangea and then we throw one big festival called like instead of hands across the world like mosh Uh uh-huh mosh on pangea and everybody can like get along and shake hands and be friends with each other
1: I'm not against it. I I know I would normally push back and shut it down and be like, that's such a dude thing to say. And if you were a girl, you would like, you know, want to do other things or whatever, but I'm not going to push back against it. It's been a hard week for everyone in the world. And I feel like everyone should just, if you have a good idea for world peace, I'm not going to shut it down. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Elon, I know you're a listener. (laughs) It's just crazy. I mean, just, you know, just to call it out. Like, I, you know, when uh, we all woke up to the news that Russia had invaded Ukraine and we were watching that unfold, I think we've all been shaken since then. I know personally, like, I'm just having a hard time like it's crazy just along with everything else that we've been dealing with for the past couple of years now to have this unfolding and watching it you know I'm trying to follow it really closely by listening to the daily every day and they're reporting from you know they're just telling personal stories from on the ground. I
2: listened to that reporter yesterday who was just walking up to people and saying what are you doing you're digging a trench what's going on this yeah. is blood this yeah. is a shoe it's, it's heavy.
1: It is heavy and I think it, it is important for me to listen to those stories in podcast audio format uh, rather than watch anything with chirons and you know a take on, on, you know, network news. It's like listening to those stories. I think that's where the podcast is so powerful. Like those people are in my ears right now and it's, uh, I'm shook, you know, it's, it's a weird time. So I just wanted to shut that out right now that like, I'm, I'm feeling a little, a little shaky today.
2: Understood. Yeah. Would you mind if I shifted it away from that and we had a really great time for the intro would, would, would you great. be open to it i don't want to i don't want to what's it not belittle it what's the word i'm looking for but small it no um <laughs> micro microsize size it befuddle befuddle it no what's the word? minimize no be
1: disenfranchise marginalize
2: keep wordling me <laughs> what is it i don't, I don't want to not not acknowledge it there's a shorter way to say it but i do also want to have a great time with you
1: i'm absolutely here to have a great time and i'm really glad to see your face mike so thank you
2: right on right on yeah shout out shout out oh Um, that's a
1: good that's a good spot to say what up how's it going oh jesus
2: yeah well what up mary jane how's it going mike it's Awesome. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out.
1: And um, finding comfort wherever you can when you need it.
2: Comfort. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to eat a sumo snack. Heck. You down with that? Yes. I wanted to pop a new ranch bag for this. Because I do believe... If I, uh, Is it a stand-up bit that I'm working on? Yes. Is it also a delicious snack by Sumo that you should check out at sumosnacks.com? Hundo P. Uh-huh. Their, their Zesty Ranch is fin- fantastic because the thing I'm working on in stand-up right now, because I am trying to think of ways to bring the world together, double Sundays, Yep. Pangaea mosh pits. Yes. I also feel like as far as America is concerned, have I talked about ranch in Alaska on here enough yeah. for everyone's <laughs> taste? I just feel like we can all come together about ranch. Whether right. you think it's number one or it's number two to blue cheese, we can all agree Alaska inventing it, 1949, should be in the history books, possibly on the American flag, and we can all celebrate ranch together. Why isn't it a national holiday? Why aren't we all like celebrating ranch all the time? It is calm, easy, and fun.
1: It is. You know, I had such a good night the other night with some ranch dressing because I took myself out for one of my favorite activities, a solo dinner date with a book. Nice. And I know that I actually just read an essay about it. or Oh, no, there was a tweet, a tweet that went viral where some guy was like, just know that if you take a book to a bar and you're reading alone, nobody likes you. And then everyone was like... The fuck? Like, what are you talking about, dude? That's like the coolest thing to do is take a book out to a bar and like have a nice glass of wine and a burger and read your like. What are you talking about? And then he had to like walk it back, and then he was like, "I'm so sorry, it was a dumb tweet and I didn't mean it." And people who read books are awesome. Oh Jesus Christ! It was so weird. So that what a
2: spineless dude too. Like if you're gonna make a weird proclamation that nobody (laughs) who read alone
1: like Jesus Christ. It was like I think he was maybe like insinuating that it was like a pretentious move or something, and like. You know, I think he was also sort of insinuating that like the move of reading a book at a bar, yeah, that it wasn't only pretentious, but that it was in some way sort of like um, ostentatiously reading, maybe like he was like you're reading for um, for some kind of effect or whatever. I don't know what his take was really or where it came from, but it was he definitely like got blown up on Twitter. And I was thinking about that when I took myself out for my solo dinner date and I had a cob salad, big fat cob salad. It's still a salad, even though it's got bacon and blue cheese and eggs and everything. It's yeah, a salad, bu- No, Mike. bullshit. It's a salad. The word
2: salad should have apostrophes <laughs> around it, or it should be in parentheticals. It should just yeah. be called a cob.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, true. But Come it was uh, like coated in delicious ranch tossed perfectly and then they served it and I thought this was such a great move with a little extra ramekin of ranch on the side. Hell yes. Which I appreciated uh, so much. Did
2: you drizzle or dip or use it all with that, put, sides, with that side ranch?
1: I swirled my fork into it and then stuck that fork into each bite and just had like that little extra ranch kiss.
2: That's brilliant.
1: While I ate my delicious solo dinner and read a very good book that I was so excited about that I want to share on here. For anyone who likes great novels, there's a debut novel out by Julia Mae Jonas, who is a theater artist that I used to work with in New York. I did a wonderful play that she wrote. She now teaches playwriting at Skidmore. Her debut novel is called Vladimir. It's being reviewed all over the place. It's rocketing up the charts, and it's so good. Say the name one more time. Vladimir.
2: Awesome. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Well, you better only be reading it in groups of three or more (laughs) out loud. Don't read it by (laughs) yourself at a bar, or some guy on Twitter is going to be mean to you. I will say... I'm going to talk a little bit more about Sumos snacks because I'm eating all of them. Yeah, well, I'm... Um, hearing you talk about that Cobb salad, crunching some s- either ranch or the zesty lime flavor mm. over your salad while eating it, I yep. think is like such a perfect... Because the whole bag is only 10 milligrams. So if you eat like two or three, it's that perfect little sparkle in your day. Mm. Mm. And with a Cobb salad, I love a crunchy tortilla strip. So mm-hmm. this is such an easy move.
1: This is so, so good. I'm just looking at...
2: Yeah, all of the... Go to Sumo Snacks, everyone. Real talk. They're
1: freaking great. Sumo Snacks on IG. And yeah, add a one bag, 10 milligrams. Like throw a bunch in your picnic basket and take them to the park and just like have a beautiful day. This is the perfect snack.
2: 100%. -hmm. You make me think of a couple of things talking about um, your ranch technique Mm -hmm. where you you use the fork as the vehicle pre Salad s- spearing.
1: Yes, it was the, me- the mechanism by which I transferred the ranch.
2: Yes. That's fucking brilliant because then you don't <laughs> get any like loose, tiny tomatoes floating in your ramekin. So to like do it in the reverse of what would make oh, well, sense. Oh, you would like so- dip
1: a veg into the ramekin. Right, right, oh, right, right. You would treat ranch as a dip. I would treat I ranch see. as You're a dip. You're bringing it around to your bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, here's the dates. I will be in Huntington Beach, Martin
1: <laughs> Did you ever figure out uh, the dip versus spread? Uh, situation, conundrum? Yes. Okay. Um,
2: I asked our good friend, friend of the show, been on the show. I had sandwiches with Rama Mayo from Green Street. and yes. whose Sh- last
1: name is uh, Dipper Spread?
2: Mayo is a Condiment? spread. Spread, okay. I think it's a spread because you don't, I mean, and I know you're about to be like, actually, I, I've been to England and <laughs> uh, uh, fries are crisps as they are called there.
1: That's true. <laughs> no, actually fries, fries are chips and potato chips are crisps. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Why? Not sorry. Don't be look,
2: every time I learn from you, I get defensive because I do feel more smooth brained than before. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm walking around with new knowledge. So yeah. it's on me for my own like small feelings. That's a <laughs> that's a me thing. That's not a you thing.
1: Oh man. Okay, so Rama, who's awesome. He's friend awesome. Friend of the pod.
2: Yeah, we'll talk more about him in a second as well. But um we were all uh, because Sam is working, he's back at Twomek now, working with Ludo. Chef Sam Knuckles. Yeah, is back with Ludo, just, you know, getting Michelin star after Michelin star. And so I asked them, I was like, where do we stand on dips and spreads? And hummus is a dip. Okay. Ranch is a dip. Yep. Mayo is a spread. Okay. Where it gets tricky is when you drizzle.
1: hmm Right?
2: So like a salad dressing, because ranch, if you're thinking salad specific, mm-hmm. then it's a drizz. Which is like, but that's more about the salad itself versus how many other areas you would use it. Like you wouldn't drizzle ranch over your French fries, right? You would dip a French fry in the ranch. So I think like that's why salad is the asterisk to the dip rule.
1: Right. I have, I have a serious question about things on fries as like sauces. Okay. What is a gravy? That's a sauce. Right, not a dip, not I, a spread. Not I think a it's.
2: A, I do think it's a sauce, especially because it's only drizzed. I. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who dunks anything in gravy.
1: No, not really. Right. Right. It's yeah. just On there. Yeah. Like you would never get poutine with gravy on the side, unless you're some kind of psychopath. I don't think you. would. I think they kick you out of Quebec for that. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, like, I don't, you yeah. got to go. <laughs> we
2: don't like people reading alone, nope. and we don't people using-
1: Gravy on the side. <laughs> Psychos.
2: Psychos. Psychosomatic efficacy. Well,
1: you tell me more, because I know you had a fun night out with Rama last night that I really want to hear about, uh, should we do the news story real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So the Grub Gazette this week is sort of in keeping with our uh, guests who we're going to speak with in a little bit.
2: Lane and Jonathan, shout out, Top
1: Tree. Shout out, shout out. It's about the internet and social media. And this story is coming to us from Beard Bros Farms, beardbrosfarms.com. The story is that Twitch is going to allow marijuana in usernames. In a recent update to its username policy, the gaming and entertainment live streaming website Twitch has announced that despite its continued federal illegality, marijuana will be excused from its new username ban. So basically they've set up a ban which is going to um, block references to hard drugs and drug abuse. You're not going to be able to explicitly reference things like cocaine, for instance, or heroin, or glorify the abuse of prescription or harmful drugs. But they are allowing people to use 420 friendly names, which is great because you know twitch is actually owned by amazon Mm -hmm. and amazon has shown its support for the legalization of weed on a federal level in general like they've called for you know no more drug testing for employees and you know we can only guess at their intentions (laughs) i'm sure it's because they want to profit off legal cannabis yeah i don't think it's a guess (laughs) Uh, yeah that's just a guess but um it's you know for now it's it's a good thing for people who love twitch and who love weed and who want to stream or watch while you know using a handle that represents who they are like my handle would be Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. Let's uh-huh. grab it for you. Cool. <laughs> it's That is very interesting to me because um, I, I'm not on Twitch, so I don't know if like YouTube there's an 18 age restriction on things or not, but I do know that it is like, used from everyone who's, like, 8 to 80. Right. So Our this is Our friend DJ Lonnie Love um,
1: DJs on Twitch yeah. for, like, hours at a time. And I know that Rolling Stone now has a Twitch where they, like, interview people. And it feels like, it seems like everyone's on there except us, Mike.
2: I know. Well, I don't, you know, I already have nine <laughs> screens I'm looking at at once. What's one more, you know? It's it, a lot. It's curious to me, though, because I just watched a video on Vice where they had one of the number one Twitch streamers on. Uh, I'm blanking on her name, but the whole thing with her is that she is a um, she has big beautiful breasts, plays great video games, swims in pools, is very funny, is very fun, free, um, and she has just built an empire for uh-huh. herself on Twitch, on Facebook, on Instagram, all of these platforms out of her apartment. Now she has like now she donates to horse charities because horses are so important. Like all she's doing is like creating her own enormous platform where now she's like hiring people and giving back and just like created her own enterprise. Yeah, and Twitch banned her
1: wow twitch said Why? sorry
2: um for um for she says it's because they weren't getting any of her profits and because of her boobs and how she's using twitch okay i wonder what where she's the boobs doing were on there yeah i think she's very straightforward but at the same time what she's saying is like i'm not nude uh-huh. um i'm playing video games like everything that i'm doing if it was a man playing shirt like i the, the um what is the hypocrisy of the whole thing is yeah, really what that standard, Vice right? video is about. Yeah. And so now to hear that they're going to allow weed names on Twitch is very curious to me as they kind of squash these other areas of um, risque or what is considered risque.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. They, they're trying to police it a little bit so that usernames are going to be anti-hate anti-harassment and anti-drug. So, um, you know, in an effort to keep things like nice and safe for everyone, of course, it's understandable that they would want to ban references to potentially harmful substances. So it's great that they're recognizing that weed is not one of those. And then, you know, people who love weed love gaming. I mean, we talk about this uh, with uh, Jonathan and Lane about how, you know, coders, you know, all the coders that I know smoke Halloween. So, it's uh you know it's it's synergistic and it's and it's forward thinking and it's the right move
2: it's also interesting because if twitch is on board with that uh because top tree and we'll talk to them more about this but as of the record of this intro right now at top tree on Instagram has been uh taken off by Instagram right
1: they deactivated they them. they deactivated again. them yeah. again I was just looking at Adam ill's uh account as well he keeps getting taken down and put back up and taken down and put back up and you and I have had weed and grub uh down a couple of times so you yeah, know, it's just yeah
2: well hopefully something like this is uh because at the bottom line seems to always be business so right. hopefully instagram and zuck zuckerbergs and all of that like you know just gets on board so shout out twitch thank you
1: yeah twitch is amazon just to be clear so this has nothing to do with zuck but anyway i hear what you're saying yeah but
2: it's all the same six bald dudes yes. at the top or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is you yeah, know what the, i'm saying the
1: four white men who the, yes yeah the new are making all trials. the money exactly yeah. exactly so. Well, that's our news story.
2: Really cool. Really, really cool. Well, my Twitch name is going to be at Glazed Blaze a Blazer glazing with a Blazed Blazer. So follow me on there. Again, that's Glazer Blazers with a Blazed Glazer at the Glazer Glazer.
1: Great. Yep. Got it? <laughs> Got it. Cool.
2: I think that's also interesting because I, something, that, something that I, I want to be in a position of power to have a little bit of sway over is be in that cultural entertainment landscape where as weed comes online and these businesses are like look what's a little bit more money in our fucking pockets like we can be there to say like yes but also reactivate top trees account quit fucking with adam ill like you got to like be and let be it's Mm -hmm. it can't be this kind of like only when it's convenient for you nonsense
1: yeah i you know i think in a lot of cases these a lot of these people whose accounts Are getting taken down, or feeling like they're being flagged by competitors or haters online, and that, you know, for the most part, if we could just all choose to peacefully coexist and, like, you know, work together to, instead of standing in a circle and shooting at one another, as someone said to me recently, like, well, let's all join hands and face the same direction. Nice. It sounds like Pangea to me. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So you had an exciting night out last night that I want to hear about.
2: Yeah. So this is, like... I was kind of kind of tied into like death walls and rowing feeling so full circle um so last night thank you to rama mayo he took me to a really cool exclusive uh la kings game it was my first time being in box seats sat at a very long table amongst some very uh high profile people in the business sector who like run things like crypto arena and stuff and i'd never been behind a closed door poured wine with 12 other people at the table having real business talks. And um, so it was very cool to, like, just be there and um, and get a peek behind that window. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful part about it, which will lead me into my butt of the week eventually, too, is I was sitting across from a man named Tom who started a company with his friend who I apologize for bling on their name, but it's called Pop Shop Technology, and it's this online small business shopping technology on Instagram where um, where anybody of any age can go on there and find like exclusive T-shirts and find small businesses out of people's garages. Is and it like so,
1: Depop kind of?
2: It, uh, I don't know what Depop is because I asked about Network, and they were like, Network's a little bit more like big $1,000 art pieces and mm-hmm. we're more like or support local X, businesses. kind of? Yeah, uh, I think it's more of just like support local cool art fashion businesses that okay. could be run out of a, f- a 15-year-old out of their garage. Got it. And so I'm sitting next to them, and I look them up, and they have a mutual friend and Tom and Yong at Soul Sausage. And I was like, do you guys know the Soul Sausage? And they're like, oh, those are our homies. I was like, they've been on our pod. Shout out to Charles. Shout out to Soul Sausage. And as of this record, because today is my dad's birthday and this is going to be released tomorrow, we got Soul Sausage through Gold Belly for my dad's birthday. So I'm sitting at this high profile table trying to find my lane and feel like I belong while also sitting in the pocket and being there to support Rama. And through all of it, I'm like, I just bought your friend's Like small business for my dad's birthday. And now here you are. And it it was just this like beautiful moment of you you just got to show up. You never know who you're going to meet. And if you can all support each other, Mm -hmm. the connections that you make will hopefully be long lasting and something will come of it. Or if not, at least you all like made an impact in each other.
1: That's wonderful. I love how copacetic that is. That's yeah. really neat when things tie together like that. Totally. Yeah. And so it
2: just felt great. It felt great to not only know the Soul Sausage guys and like be like, your food is so bomb and it's on Gold Belly. Yeah. And to give somebody in the Midwest the opportunity to try something that I don't think is available in St. Louis, but then also to see these guys who are also starting their own business that is blowing up and taking off. Uh-huh. It's all right here, man. We're all in it together.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday to you.
2: That was really nice. <laughs> that was really nice. Um, also, the Kings got thrashed seven zero. Oh so. no! <laughs> Yo. By the Bruins. Yeah, but luckily Ooh. there was enough shrimp and like toast points with um, bechamel and yes. roasted mushrooms on them to quell any type of loss to the to the uh, Boston Bruins.
1: Because you're a Kings fan.
2: Um, I am a fan of the Kings more than Boston Bruins. Okay, You know, when I was in St. Louis, diehard Blues fan came up with them. Of course. Being in Chicago, um, diehard Chicago fan just because it's such a sports city. But when St. Louis was playing Chicago, STL all the way. Of course. And because of uh, being out here with the Kings, I'm going to root for the Kings until they come up against the Blackhawks or St. Louis. And then I'll go back to my you know, my homie homes. Right. But while I'm here and I'm a guest, mm-hmm. let's go L.A.
1: Yeah. When I was growing up uh, in Newfoundland, the Bruins were just always mortal enemies. It didn't matter what. It was like the Oilers and the Habs all the way. You Fuck know? yes. That was it. Fuck you yes. Know, you know, the Bruins were just like, ha ah, <laughs> <laughs> Also, they just were always, it seemed to me, I don't really know if this is true or not, but they always seemed to be like one of the roughest teams. Like one of the teams that threw the most punches. And I know hockey today is so different from when I was a kid in Canada. Like I think it's a much faster rougher sport now like the fights that i see occasionally i'm like oh my god that dude looks... got his
2: bell rung last night oh
1: it's crazy but i remember the bruins just they seem to be like a like most of them were missing a tooth which i guess isn't that uncommon in hockey but and they would just like throw punches yeah yeah
2: yeah i think like the philadelphia flyers the boston bruins uh-huh and uh, like those Northeastern teams. And the Detroit, Red man. The
1: Red Wings, though they, they would fight. That mm-hmm. was always kind of exciting, though. Yeah. It
2: was awesome. Well, last yeah. night, not only did the Bruins knock the fucking lid off a LA Kings player, but they also, you know, <laughs> got seven fucking goals. Wow. So...
1: Wow, well and that's so, so what cool. we
2: almost did it was really funny because um, one guy he he scored their first three goals on the Bruins, and uh, so he got a hat trick. And there was black and gold uniforms all over L.A. because it's so many transplants here, right? And so there was a lot of Bruins fans who probably live here in L.A., mm-hmm. and so they're all throwing their hats onto the uh, ice for the hat trick. And Rama and I look at the big, huge thing of a shrimp with cocktail sauce, and we were like, should we throw that from the box and just like launch it into the crowd for the hat trick and uh, hook everyone up with some fucking sky shrimp?
1: (laughs) That really would have made the news. Yeah. Two jerks launch a bunch of shrimp out of a box. (laughs) no <laughs> yeah
2: it was uh, so much fun
1: what a night it
2: was, it was awesome so thank you to rama um shout out to uh pop shop and also uh shout out to you know like be, having the having the uh, peek behind the curtain a bit
1: yeah that's okay. awesome and now is a good uh, spot to say too that you're hosting the green street festival on May 14th
2: May 14th if you're in LA um, please come it's going to be massive downtown Rama's heading
1: it up with such a crazy lineup
2: Gary Vee Juicy J so many monster performers and delicious food trucks and great weed and, and
1: art and like yeah. education and the Emerald Cup Awards in Los Angeles for the first time in its 18 year history let's
2: talk about that a little bit I don't know how many people know how uh how great the emerald I think the emerald cup is great
1: well the emerald cup uh, has been called the Academy Awards of cannabis they started in 2003 in NorCal to celebrate the harvest of the you know all the NorCal farmers the mom-and-pop farmers bringing their weed to market and showing it off and um, it's exponentially grown since then and obviously since you know weed went legal it's now much more than just those NorCal farmers and so to sort of reflect that in the California industry they're moving the awards to LA but I was at the Harvest Ball which was the kickoff event in in santa rosa in december and it was a really cool thing to attend and i wrote about it in that story that i just wrote for rolling stone and
2: oh that big story that <laughs> was picked up by other outlets and has uh hopefully like given a, another peek behind the curtain about how things need to change ah uh, thanks mike it All was right.
1: yeah it felt like a big story to work on so i'm proud of it thank you very much and uh and so yeah so i'm excited to see the second part of that the harvest ball was the kickoff the second part is the emerald cup awards that are going to be on may 14th at the green street festival um and one of the coolest things about it is that these Academy Awards of Cannabis for the very first time are being broken down in a new way. They're actually looking at, they're not doing it by like, you know, outdoor indica or indoor sativa. They're actually breaking them down by strain profiles. So I, I we should share a link to it in the notes because I can't just off the top of my head say exactly what it is, but they're like doing like exotic strains and dessert strains and like OG strains and that kind of stuff, which is, I think, looked at using both the Terp profile and the cannabinoids. And I believe that they do lab testing as well as judging. I mean, they've got an amazing like starry lineup of judges of everyone who's going to be smoking and testing the product. But then they also, I believe, lab test everything. So
2: as 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 complicated and also as potentially uninteresting as weed strain categorization can be (laughs) where it's like it's indica sativa hybrid and then somebody else will be like actually there's no such thing as sativa anymore and you're like homie i'm just trying to like find what i like and share it with my pals this sounds like a great way to possibly revolutionize categorization because it's like it's not about indica sativa hybrid like you're saying it's about like flavor
1: profile and effects yeah. well you know when you and i spoke with the um nick the scientist at leafly nick jacomas he a few years ago was trying to do a similar thing with his breakdown of strains given their terpenoid and cannabinoid profile and like really move away from that hybrid indica sativa classification and you're right it doesn't really work anymore it's just an easy way for someone to say well you know if it makes you feel energetic it's a sativa and if it makes you feel sleepy it's an indica you know, I think everybody who smokes a lot of weed definitely knows that not to be true. I have smoked some Indicas that have made me feel like I want to go out dancing. And I've smoked some Sativas that made me want to hide in a closet. So, right. <laughs> it's um yeah it's kind of a lazy classification at this point so it'll be exciting to see what they come up with at the emerald cup awards and and watch them you know get handed out on stage and you're gonna be there i'm so excited to like come and watch
2: i'm very excited very stoked um yeah yeah. y'all check out our um instagram at weed grub i think there's going to be some link tree links coming up as we get closer to that may 14th and then Low-key, I just want to take a second and be like, go to my Instagram at Laser Boo Hoo I got a bunch of shows coming up in like Sacramento, San Diego, San We've Santa got a Cruise. 420 show. we got a huge 420 show in Sacramento with a bunch of great friends and a lot of surprises and giveaways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hasn't been an... Oh, I think it'll be announced by now, but I'm going to be in... Arizona at a big comedy festival at the end of April as well, April 26th through 28th. So if you live in Arizona or you're near Arizona, uh, come on through. I'll hand you a sumo snack. Maybe we'll smoke some late grade, and uh, I'll definitely get an argument with you about ranch. <laughs> Perfect. For sure.
1: Yes. For sure. Uh, awesome. Well, is, uh, it's about time to introduce our uh, our Vib. so should we do Buds of the Week? Let's
2: do Buds of the Week this okay. week. Okay.
1: You want to go first or second? I'll go first. Go for it. To
2: you. <laughs> my butt of the week this week is my dad, Steve Glazer. Happy birthday, Steve. Um, thank you for making me. And I think you're just a tremendous guy. I would like to restart my butt of the week and say happy birthday to Lord Steve Glazer. Because he his office mate, Rob, bought him a five-foot piece of land in Scotland. <laughs> he has a fiefdom now. And I guess you can give the gift of lordship to somebody
1: okay. through a certificate. Hold on, hold I don't on, know on. about that. Yeah, I also, just because you don't know doesn't own mean a it's star not Star and a baby gorilla. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying.
2: Here's the proclamation.
1: Oh no! Shout
2: out to my butt of the week, Lord Stephen Mark Glazer, hereafter referred to as the Lord.
1: Wow! Official
2: seal from Scotland.
1: Okay. I'll
2: show you his plot of land. This I don't know if he wants me to put this on the Did internet. Did you say
1: five feet?
2: Five feet of land.
1: Wow. There, five square there feet. it is. Okay, I can great.
2: So if you enter those five square feet, you must do his bidding. <laughs> okay. So happy birthday to Lord Stephen Mark Glazer. Uh, I love you, and I uh, hope you enjoy the soul sausage and my liege i I, I bid you happiest of birth.
1: uh-huh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm gonna yeah, I'm just gonna jump right on there and add my voice to the chorus. Also, please don't have me executed or whatever it is, whatever the powers are that you now have as a, a oh, lord. He's wild please with don't, power. Please don't have me beheaded <laughs> <laughs> or whipped or put in the stocks or whatever it is that lords do when they're displeased of, with their subjects
2: Two out of three of those don't sound bad. Uh-huh.
1: Happy birthday, Steve. Uh my vote of the week this week is Jackie Bryant. Intrepid cannabis reporter extraordinaire. I have been following her work for a long time. She does amazing work for a bunch of different outlets. And this week, I want to shout her out because she reported on a story from Ukraine. She actually got in touch with a website called Ask Growers that does cannabis reviews and shouts out cannabis brands and retail. And she did an in-depth Q and A with them, and it's on Forbes.com. And I'll drop the link in the show notes so that you can go and check that out. She's just doing really cool on-the-ground business reporting and all sorts of stuff, and. Um, Our overlap is very small. I don't know her very well at all, but I follow her work avidly. She's a great writer, and she's doing really good work. So she's on IG at Jack Bry, J-A-C-Q-B-R-Y, and she's the same on Twitter, and she's my butt of the week.
2: That's a great butt of the week. Yeah. You think she'll write about my Pangea idea?
1: Maybe. We should hit her up.
2: All right. (laughs) I can draw it. (laughs) Okay. It's just a circle and another circle inside it, and in the middle of that middle circle it just says everything.
1: And then there's just a mosh pit. Yeah. Just a bunch of weed in a mosh pit. Yeah, like little black squiggles and shit like that. Cool. Just a bunch of guys by themselves. Yeah. (laughs) What could be better than that?
2: (laughs) Oh, well, let's get to our VIBs. Man, they freaking rock. Uh, To start this intro, I want to shout out Top Tree Studios, because that's where we're going to be recording... Our local interviews, our local hangs. We have video now. It's been so great to walk into that studio with a professional system, thanks to Mark, Natasha, Jonathan, Lane, Marty, like all these great people coming together. So if you want to follow Top Tree before they get their main IG back up, go to Top Tree Studios. And um, that's where we got to record this. Well, we didn't have video for it yet because it was all coming on in. Yep. But um, shout out to uh, Lane and Jonathan for not only creating an amazing, social media marketing company and hustling so hard to do it but also thank you for wanting to uh work with us
1: that's right yeah and we chop it up in this interview about being scrappy and uh and being scrappy together so uh, i'm really glad that we are connected with them that we know them that we got to hang out with them for this interview they've got a lot of interesting stuff to say about social media and nfts and vr and a bunch of things where my brain just kind of slid out my ear because i don't understand but um
2: that's why you have friends who do understand i need
1: people who do understand to surround me and then make me look like i understand
2: i tried to guess a word earlier and you threw out nine words that it very well could have been so you've got to surround your <laughs> (laughs) yourself. yourself with people smarter than you and in this case these two are have been ahead of the game social media wise nft wise metaverse wise since jump they're ahead of the game and the rest of the world catches up to them so
1: that's right that's real shit awesome well
2: without further ado here is our interview with
1: jonathan and lane from top tree
2: How do we, wait, how do we introduce? Should we just say your names or Top Tree? Which do you prefer on a professional podcast like uh, this? I guess Top Tree. Top Tree it is. Will you please introduce yourselves and say your names so everyone knows each of your voices?
0: Yes. Hi, Jonathan Lipo, one half of Top Tree.
3: Uh, Lane Schmerin, Jonathan's uh, brother and other half of Top Tree. Although yeah,
2: let's let's yeah. get into the gossip first and foremost, Forbes. Okay. We need to clean, clean up what Forbes was
3: writing about each of you. So you're brothers. Oh yes. yes. So actually we fixed that misprint. Uh, but it's funny sometimes because, because of the age difference, I think people assume we're not brothers. Age difference. Uh, but uh, (laughs) there's like a 14 year age difference between us. So it's, uh, but it, it works to our advantage in, in business for sure. But, uh. Yeah, that was a misprint for sure that Jonathan still gives me shit. We
0: said that. we were friends or yeah, yeah, we're best friends. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> what a misprint. <laughs>
1: Can you just give our listeners an overview of what you do as an agency?
0: Yeah, um, so we do a lot of stuff. Um, we work with clients. We try to help them achieve their goals. And sometimes those goals get us into areas that we aren't normally finding ourselves. Uh, But we're learning and we're kind of uh, bringing in our network and uh, a lot of it is on the digital side with uh, social, with content creation, with uh, community management, things like that. And then it's just connecting dots of our network. You know, if you are a grower needing to talk to a buyer or this or that or whatever, we try to connect dots however we can.
3: But basically we are a meme agency. Um, (laughs) We make memes for weed brands and uh, music clients. And we know we use comedy as kind of like our main resource to help, you know, people reach as many people as possible on, uh, you know, brands reach as many people as possible on social media. So that's kind of our, you know, Our secret weapon is the meme creation. I feel like, yeah, yeah, anyone
1: who is listening to this podcast has seen your memes. I feel like you hit so hard when you came up. Like, you popped on the scene and then you were just immediately everywhere. Is is that, that, does that Uh, feel correct?
3: Yeah, like Top Tree, we, uh, that was, uh, I don't know if you know the page Fuck Jerry, but uh, they were like an OG meme page back in the day and they, They basically were like, yo, yo, the best way to reach an audience on Instagram is through memes. So that was about six years ago. And, um, you know, no one was really making weed memes at the time, uh, on Instagram. So it was kind of a a way for us to find our footing pretty quickly because comedy, you know, comedy related content, people actually want to share and they don't really think too much about who made it as long as it makes them laugh. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, uh, you know, much faster growth trajectory when doing, you know, more fun comedy related content sometimes.
2: I've learned so much from both of you. Oh, Hmm. that's crazy. You're the way laid we when we shot some stuff uh, at your place, seeing how your brain works in like you write in meme, I guess is a way to describe (laughs) it. Right. Like you think you think in compact tight, what's going to hit, but what makes me laugh, which I feel like for Mary Jane and I, when we started out, like we've overcomplicated everything and then had to unravel it. Oh, where so I think much. y'all like keep it clean and you keep it simple and easy to execute, but it's like maximum impact. It's really cool. Yeah. You know, I but mean, yeah, we're, we're you, pretty yeah. simple people. Yeah,
0: we are able to communicate simply because of that.
3: There, sure. There's, we just need that involuntary smirk created right. from the content. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, like if I can actually like smile and I'm not controlling it. Um, then I know it's going to be a good meme. But you also – a lot of it is psychology and just understanding, you know, um, the way people's brains work on social media and, you know, trying to – Jonathan and I were talking yesterday about how memes are the, you know, most uh, current form of hieroglyphics, basically. They transfer a thought instantly through an image, You know, so, and it can mean multiple things, yet everyone knows what you're talking about. So it's just kind of an interesting way, uh memes are just kind of the fastest way to deliver a message.
1: And the, the way that you guys make your memes, they are so more they're accessible for a wider audience than just the weed world, which yeah. I think is so important because I see a ton of weed memes that are like the Custy with the, you know, <laughs> all like the lingo. And you're like, I if, if I don't know about strains and like right. the traditional market or any of that stuff or fucking the relationship between, you know, a breeder and a grower and a buyer, like it's too much. And yeah, so you hit with just like comedy right to the vein exactly and
3: i i do like you know it's fun for me as a as a meme consumer to see those memes because we're so in this so Uh it's kind of like ironic to see some of these like industry related memes but for the most part we're still trying to uh legalize cannabis nationally so like you and like i'm from texas so i have to put on my Hat where I was like living in Texas, didn't know much about the industry. Like, what actually made me laugh at that point? And I'll have a friend send me a meme and it'll just be like a simple meme about edibles. And I'll be like, oh, that's cute. They thought (laughs) that was funny. But I'm like, oh, it is funny. I just need to stop uh, living in this comedy bubble Mm. of, you know, of too niche of information, basically. So it's good to broaden the type of content you're putting out.
2: But so what does it look like for you two to go from? bros in texas to being business bros (laughs) uh yeah
0: ups and downs uh for sure like with anything but mostly ups for sure uh it's it's been good i mean he really is in the trenches he is the one that is explaining things to me who is telling me the newest quick ways and shortcuts and uh, better ways of uh optimizing this or that or helping our clients out and so uh, did
2: you sit down one day at like the dinner table at your (laughs) mom's house and be like i think we want to monetize this i want to i want to make money from the internet like what yeah. does that conversation look like yeah. it,
0: it was a very uh dark dark one actually i uh, can't can, yeah, yeah, yeah no uh we <laughs> um, so lane was working for macklemore and uh i was uh the rapper the mm-hmm. rapper yeah and did he and give there. you a pair
3: of the sneakers uh no i never got a pair of those uh i did touch them a few times cool uh <laughs> but uh the uh yeah, I, I, I worked for Waka Flocka for two years, and then I worked for Macklemore for uh, four to five years and pretty much did marketing for them. So a lot of this- uh, He was at
0: Macklemore yeah. when uh, Instagram was purchased by Facebook. Whoa. And so at the time, a lot of the Instagram stuff coming online was brand new, and he had some amazing access and resources within Facebook and Instagram because of how big Macklemore became. And uh, at the time, our other brother um, unfortunately got sick and cancer and all this horrible stuff. And um, I was running dental practices in Houston in healthcare world. And we were both ready to move on, you know, and we were seeing how cannabis really helps people and we're smuggling in cannabis into MD Anderson hospital, which is the, one of the best hospitals in the world for uh, cancer treatment. And it's like, wow, what in the heck are we doing here? And so at the time in Washington, um, uh, cannabis was going from, uh, medical to recreational and we're like, man, with all of our connections, all the things that we're doing and how much we love it, we got to get in there. And we got in there and we started to. Um, trade our insights and our um, our ways of strategy with people there uh, in exchange for shelf space, and we would help them with their Instagram. We would put a product. So or originally,
3: shelf. Top Tree, we uh, we bought a distribution license, and this is like, in Seattle. Yeah, this is in yeah. Seattle. So, like many people, we thought you know cannabis was, and this was about six seven years ago. Uh, you know, not such a tough industry to a point where you needed all this funding to really have a sustainable brand. We, we thought we could, you know, approach it with what we saved up. And, um, but what we found very quickly is to have a competitive edge and actually sell your product. You need, you know, uh, a huge brand legacy of genetics or something special from, you know, the, the traditional market or undeniable, you know, community and, branding and social media presence around your brand. So we really focused hardcore into the social media side. Um, and we found very quickly that companies just wanted us to do their social media more than they wanted to actually carry our brand, carry our brand. Yeah. So, so that, wow. but yeah. now you have a brand, like, so right, like right. A we came back dead. full so circle. Like, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't want I mean, basically we, we entered the space without having this giant community, but we built it over time through helping other companies and then reapproached doing a brand yep. once we actually had the leverage and distribution. And then, so that's been the, the journey for us to get there. How um, did
1: you make your way down to Los Angeles from Seattle?
0: Um, we, yeah, we yeah. started doing stuff for, um, the weed humor group, uh, elevator studio here in LA. We started coming down all the time and then meetings and this and that. And then we got involved with high times and we were over there for a little while. And we were at Mary Jane and cannabis now, and we were just behind the scenes with a lot of these great media companies while we were kind of perfecting and really learning our craft of social. And at the end of the day, we're really just really good at knowing how to connect with people on socials. You know, that's what it is. And it just so happens it's stuff that we like, the funny stuff, things like that. And so instead of going through these media pages, we have uh, started having direct relationships with a lot of the brands and that's grown and grown. And now we've got some really great brands and some great clients and connections. And uh,
1: can you say who some of them are?
0: Heisman. Uh, yeah, Ricky Williams I went to University yes. of Texas, so that's a big one. Uh, Belushi, uh, Belushi, raw. Farms, raw. Josh uh, has uh, been real close with us uh, along the whole way, which has been great.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You all have a long view of cannabis content now. I mean, if yeah. you've been around for six or seven years, you've seen a lot of stuff come and go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything that you you really liked that you've seen that's worked? Like, I know everyone points to High Maintenance as the sort of like the one successful piece of art or you know content arguably that was created for viewers who weren't necessarily in the weed world is there anything else that you can think of where you're like that was Hmm. really well done because i feel like there's so many misses yeah and we're looking for the hits and i feel like i just would love to hear your perspective on that
3: um i like uh the first thing that came to mind for some reason was uh i i think weed and any mainstream media form is so corny still. Yeah, like, unfortunately right? I, I get like nauseous watching it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I do, I get like a pit in my side. So I can't explain it. Like, yeah, cause uh, cause they get it wrong. Yeah. And like, I was watching this movie called the gentleman or something yeah. with Matthew McConaughey. Uh-huh. All and right, there's, all right. there's like, they go into this <laughs> mm-hmm. weed grow and they're like, I want to buy your weed grow for $200 million. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all don't even understand what, a, what this even means. There's probably, you know, so it's, it's funny that, they they still kind of view us as like a drug. It, it, lawyer, I mean, it's interesting, you know. Right. You
0: know but I, I live in Houston most of the time, and Texas is a complete. I went, you know, to Colorado recently, and my thirteen year old was there, and I showed him where the pharmacies or the the medical cannabis spots were by the Green Cross, and in Texas, we don't have that, and so I was able to show him, hey, that's a Walmart, that's a grocery store, that's a medical cannabis dispensary, and. I'm not operating in the back alleys of wherever, as maybe a lot of Texans and these illegal states really think. And so I do hope that the medias do start to change things to be more the way that it is, because it is still kind of leaving a bad look on everything that's going on. And uh, you know, that shouldn't be that way.
3: i noticed publications are more willing to like, uh, you know, Entrepreneur Magazine, adding a cannabis section to it and all these major. Yeah. So it's just like, I do like that. There is, they tried to curate a specific group of knowledgeable writers. And I see like, you know, Rolling Stone and companies like that actually carrying a little bit more than the, uh, you know, the actual filmed media portion of things.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: Is that why you're building this big,
2: beautiful studio? Cause we're coming to you live from the top Tree podcast, podcast room right now. Cause y'all. Uh, I've heard about you both for a very long time, but you seem like I didn't know how early you, you are to everything. And then the rest (laughs) of the world catches up to you in a way. So can you talk about what you're building here right now? Because I mean, it's pretty big step for when things go federal for y'all to pop off even more.
3: Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, I I think, uh, we're just trying to create a hub for us to create content for our clients and also, uh, develop podcasts for people in the industry and you know allow them to produce their own content in an effective way and then through leveraging the social media network we've developed we can also help distribute and help make some of these shows as popular as we can within our network so
0: content is so important now that um you know we are creating content with our clients, with our partners out of the facility. We're using it for our social media pages. We need more content. You know, it's just, we have to, so we're creating it and we're doing it here. Plus it's a great uh, spot to smoke. Yeah, it and, yeah, this room uh, we'll, is hazy. Yeah, it's very hazy. Uh, we like just hanging <laughs> look, and smoking. Look, the walls
2: are different colors, man. They oh, yeah. Are, yeah, they are. This place is dope. Yeah. 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 And, and green
0: screen. You know, so much green screen stuff that we're doing, uh, again, in that real snackable format for Instagram and other socials.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's like undeniable, too, because if you look at Belushi's... Shout out Zoe Wilder. And shout yes. out yes. Zoe. And then shout Love out Jim Zoe. Belushi. Uh, but like if you look yes. at the numbers on Belushi's pages with uh, season two of his show coming out like it's pretty undeniable which you're all are able to do or Ricky Williams coming here and standing in front of that green screen and shooting for an afternoon and then it goes out and it fucking blows up. Yeah,
1: Yeah. because it's funny and cool. Yeah, it's it's not just, you know, your average kind of like sponsored branded cannabis content. It's like,
0: I mean, as corny as it is, we really do try to surround ourselves with people that are way smarter and way more talented. Even our clients are very talented and and very good at all this stuff. And so we really just kind of all network together smoke <laughs> and mm-hmm. we figure out what we're doing next week what are the holidays coming up what are the different key things that we have to focus on and what's something funny that we could do about it? or educational or cool or whatever we can you know whatever it is we're looking for so it's it's a lot of fun and i google in when i'm not here and smoke one in houston uh and uh what i am here is it's that much more fun so it's uh it's a great thing we're creating here, I think.
2: Before we move on to weed, I do have like one more thing I just wanted to share. This is, I'm not asking any questions. I'm just making statements. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think, I don't I wonder if people realize how hard you both work. And I mean this as a compliment, how scrappy y'all are. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mary Jane and I have been doing this podcast for a Like, we're a scrappy duo. And yeah. y'all we're very work scrappy. really hard, but you're also, like, really scrappy for the type of stuff that you're able to put out, the quality of stuff. So, Thank like, you. what's it like to wake up every day and make this your full-time job every single day?
3: Um, it's, I mean, it's yeah. great. Yeah. It,
0: it is great. And I do... It's hard, yo. It's, yeah. uh, it, 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 but it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, is that we have the stresses of everything that every normal industry has, but we also... We don't touch the plant, but we're very much in the network and when it comes to regulations, business, banking, all this stuff, and so that alone has been interesting but also just you know coming up with the fresh ideas and stuff it is it, it does become a lot sometimes for sure
2: actually what does that look like uh, do if you were to try to get a loan or something for stuff like this yeah. and you talk about weed like have you run into a lot of business blocks i mean
0: we're on to about six bank accounts right now yeah. or six different banks um, you know the thing is, is that with us we get a lot of incoming stuff from cannabis companies so you know 420 friendly farms whatever llc is sending us money That's a red flag. And so we actually are kind of on the radar even more so in some ways, just because all of our clients are in there and we're an ancillary company because of that. So we're not hard to
3: find on Google. (laughs) Right. Um, So, right.
0: (laughs) Right. That's exactly right. (laughs) So, you know, but then again, we're, you gotta be scrappy. Yeah. To get back to it. You You gotta figure it out. I mean, be- I
1: think that the, I, I believe in this so much, like this model so much, because, you know, I started working for High Times when it was scrappy yep. uh, and started really hanging out at that office and smoking with everyone. And yep. and then when it changed from the community into the industry that it's become with the legalization and, you know, they moved their offices to California, it became super corporate and moved yep. so away from the Didn't scrappiness. not they make you
2: take down tie-dye posters in the <laughs> <Yeah>. office? <laughs>
1: they made us oh. clear out all of our bongs and everything when this oh, like wow. new CEO came wow. in and he was like, take down that psychedelic art artwork take down those bongs everybody sit at your desk you have to be here at 9 a.m and we were like what are you talking about so (laughs) we don't even need to go into that because i could rant about it for days but like the Um, energy that you're creating here is one of community and of like belief in the plant and that to me is so heartening because i i miss it in so much of the industry thank you
0: that's what we want to do you nailed it I mean, if we can do that and have people experience that and feel that way, then we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, so and y'all love weed. For. You love, we love it. Like, yo,
2: yo. Like, I, I mean, I've seen you roll backwards yeah. with hmm. like, while doing nine other things and <laughs> no, it's, you like uh, love, uh, no, it's medicine. love weed. Yeah. It,
3: I would be, uh, you know, like I've, I, th- I think it truly gets my mind right. And it makes me into a more, uh, ex- like empathetic person cannabis. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh and then apart from that it, you know, injuries from exercise and things like that, it's undeniable. Um but uh I I just think it's that you know, miracle you know, weed it really so, is. Yeah, it <laughs> brings us all together yeah, too. For real. Yeah, it's great.
0: I mean, I love it. I love smoking one. I love hanging. I love doing it on Google Hangout or Zoom. I love doing it in person. It's just it constantly is around me and um, and clients
3: that don't accept me smoking weed, I don't even want to work with them. Like yeah, I will smoke right. weed even if I'm doing a music related a marketing call or uh, now we're doing NFT stuff. They I'm still keeping like oh you could look my Instagram is at smoke. I smoke weed all they you know like yeah that's what it is they don't have to but they definitely have to be
0: okay with us right that's for Uh, sure yeah yeah yeah
1: and that i think is the bigger point that we always try to make with weed and grub is like you don't have to be high you just have to be okay with everyone around you being (laughs) right (laughs) exactly
0: yeah and enjoy and it's the best atmosphere you can have when did
2: you all start smoking and like being like ooh, we this is it
0: yeah um i was you know late late bloomer uh senior year uh freshman year of college uh was about when i really started to do to get into it but uh do i definitely remember, was made it a, a last
2: piece? piece was it a bong was it a it, was a bong. it was a bong it was a bong oh, started on a bong yeah I started on a bong uh wow.
0: my roommates in college had it and it was it was everything for Hell, that yeah. and bond on nintendo 64. To kind of date myself, uh, that is exactly what it was all about.
2: Did you play Golden Gun, where it was one shot kill mode? Of course, oh, yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. We did Every mode, every cool. mode. <laughs> okay. uh, but little brother here. Not, but
3: we didn't enjoy it. It's kind of lame, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah one you, shot kill? You have yeah. to do it, but it's not the way to do
0: it. Really. <laughs> uh, it but had you had to. Uh, but yeah, I was 14 when I went, uh, you know, when this guy was born, and 18 when he was four. So I went to college, and he was just, just getting going there. But I do remember him busting me a number of times uh as he as growing up and then uh got right into i def
3: the first time i ever smelt what weed smelled like was sitting in jonathan's car yeah as a kid and i remember like wondering what the smell was and uh <laughs> yeah. but you know that was yeah. just like weed residue left in his jeep and then uh yeah, yeah i hey, was i
0: was camping when i was model.
3: 15 and Tried it for the first time. Yeah, that smell uh, came back. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: uh, oh man, wait! You started your first time was with a bong, and your first time was under the stars. Yeah. Like no pipe wonder pipe. y'all like yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, right. Damn. What was your first time, Mike? My first time was next to a dumpster in an emo's parking lot <laughs> <laughs> so was it a joint it was a joint okay. yeah standing okay. in a circle passing it around yeah nice. not nearly as romantic uh, as either of right you. no it's yeah. pretty good though but anyone walking by would have been like look at those stoners by the dumpster yeah. and I would
0: have been like oh god the propaganda's picture. real yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scene yeah. yeah what about you MJ
1: uh, my first time was a hot knife in my friend Doug Mason's basement
0: oh, oh wow. hot full knife full
1: on awesome
2: yeah, we, we aren't torch. hot knifing enough at all these
0: days I feel like should <laughs> it come back yeah it should Hash for sure. Just hash.
1: Just I love hash. Whenever I can get my hands on some just really nice hash, it's just the best thing in the world. I got a guy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. We'll,
2: we'll discuss. Nice. Shout out, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the future, because mm-hmm. you just dropped NFTs, and I'm <laughs> going to pretend I understand them, because they seem important My at brain this just
1: slides off. Every time someone tries to explain it to me, it's I'm like... It's a non-fungible token. No, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not what it stands for. Oh, no, I'm just no. kidding. Yeah, oh, no. uh, yeah uh, I have no fucking time to, re- yeah. to remember <laughs> yeah. what an NFT so is. For what it is. No, I, yeah,
0: so,
2: where is like, where's Top Tree Headed? Where is Weed Headed? Where is the technology that started on Instagram? Is It should stay there, but is it going to move around? What are we looking at?
3: Um, everybody for the last d- decade has been like, oh, this is the last year Instagram has, you know, and then it just continued to grow and grow. But the thing that has kind of changed is it's plateaued and overall daily, ac- you know, acquired users. So it's becoming where Facebook became um, like five years ago. Um, and... Now, it's, there's going to be a, a new insurgence of some new platform with Web3. And Web3 is just basically a fancy word for the next uh, generation of websites coming out. Um, and, uh, you know, you're going to see some new companies emerge from, from this whole renaissance basically happening right now. Do you find that because it's
2: an, I'll call it an unregulated market, I guess is the best way to describe it, mm-hmm. that you can actually... Like what we've all been taken down on Instagram before, but are you finding that through like Web3 and everything that that like what we're hopefully going to be able to do is going to nobody's going to try and like fuck with us?
3: Um, Potentially, it's interesting because like all the people of money right now are from Web2. So they're the people investing all the money into Web3. So most likely it could just be a complete, you know re you know rehappening of the same thing that's been the last 20 years but hopefully with the currency being decentralized yeah. um that can actually change things um you know So that
1: means like that the big tech you know the google's of the world aren't w- like the decentralization yeah. is it's is going to mean that they won't exist and they won't control this new Correct so like if ethereum
3: right? came out with a web browser today mm-hmm. um you know the information could be popul- populated by the community it could be uh, the processing power would have to come from you know specific people. It would it, with Google, there's a centralized company producing um, the majority of the content and how it's ranked. So there would be no algorithms, there would be no, you know uh things that are driven towards making ad revenue it would be more towards uh just informational focused
1: right um, and things that are actually just good rather than being like crawlable by bots correct. will pop yeah. off right like yeah. it's not so, going to be like, seo correct dictating and, uh, what's good
3: right and i think uh hopefully you know yeah it's like it's it's a beautiful thing if it works out but at the same time you do need some sort of centralization for things that be organized enough to work sometimes so uh you're already seeing some of these metaverses are more um centralized than others like sandbox is very uh you know corporatey and then you have decentraland which is way more uh open and you know freeform for people to get involved in um, Are you going to move next to Snoop Dogg and Sandbox? You know, I, I'm more of a Decentraland person. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, oh, uh, wow. yeah, but uh, Sandbox is definitely becoming very popular quickly. You Do you know? know about that, Mary
1: Jane? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so, like, the new um,
3: the new metaverse is coming out, or Facebook has theirs called Meta, um, which you're going to be dumping a lot of money into. Then Disney's going to have their own. and the, So all these, you know, major corporations that hold a lot of, IP are mm-hmm. going to start their own metaverses and they're basically these digital worlds that you can go to. And currently it's kind of like going to on the Sims. So if you go to Decentraland.com, it's like you're playing Sims right now in this digital world. Wow. And, you can and go that's to, where
1: I can buy like Balenciaga that just exists in that world. Exactly. A, okay. You'll go
3: to concerts, you can go bowling with your friends, Whoa. and then eventually the v, you know, the VR headsets will catch up. and Man. So uh,
2: over the... When we were all in lockdown, Travis Scott did that concert on. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna blank. I think it was a Fortnite, Fortnite concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And real talk, it was. I watched it back. I like ran it back because it was so fun and watching this huge yeah. Travis Scott like dance. And it was people from all over the world. And if I had a VR headset to do a concert from my apartment like that. I would do it in a heartbeat. It was so cool.
3: We were like underwater while he was was doing songs. It was so cool. It was real cool. Yeah, I think stand-up is going to be massive for y'all at virtual reality. I think obviously it's weird doing Zoom stuff over COVID and the technology. just But I think COVID actually forced us to invest into these sort of technologies to create a better digital experience for people. So you're going to start seeing VR. So would you host a Top Tree
2: smoke sesh in... Like the metaverse? Oh, 100%. Uh, I, would, I want people to be live We're playing putt golf right now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during podcasts, you know, yeah. you could be sitting in the studio. Yeah. Um, but it's tech, it's a matter of technology catching up to that right and now. And weeds
1: just seamlessly integrates into the online world and life. I mean, you know, I was just reading a, an article that where a study was done on coders and how many of them are actually, and I feel like every coder I know is a massive stoner. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, the study backs it up. Like yep. <laughs> people, yeah. who, people yep. who make things online smoke. Heaps of weed. So that's
2: makes yeah. Sense. Um, where could everybody find you? Work with you? Like yeah. All how the to plugs actually? If, if
1: someone wants to work with you, do they have to sort of, you know, like put together a packet and sort of present themselves in a certain way? Or is I mean, there... one eight hundred. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, top just. Tree. Oh, um yes, yeah. We're we're
0: available. We are always looking for new clients and new uh, people to have in our network and to grow with. And so uh, my brother is at Smoke over here on Instagram. Um, Top Tree, uh, you know, reach out, Jonathan, at toptree.agency or any way you can find us, uh, DMs or, uh, or other. We'll, yeah, I respond there. to
3: every DM. So if yeah. you uh, shoot me a DM, I will read it. And do yep. you
1: have a required um, characteristic or virtue of people that you want to work with that you would like to leave with? I mean,. Us with? <sighs>
0: We work, we work with a lot of people, uh, but of course, um, the ones that really are about it and that are trying to really make a difference are the easiest and the ones that want to work with our team and really kind of grow with us uh, Yeah, as it, it is more. a
3: mutual uh, effort uh, clients when, you know, we do sometimes we could do everything without the client's input, um, but we find that, you know, they'll come back three months later and, you know, may want to switch things up. So we do like having... Things that are uh, involving the client along the way, getting their input, allowing us to take—it's more fun vision, and it works you better,
0: know? you know, long term for sure. And the numbers but, don't lie. It, yeah, yeah, like right. you
3: know, Ricky and Jim, like uh, they're both prime examples of people that love the creative process with us, and then we're able to get the best product.
0: out. yeah, we learn from all yeah. of our clients and partners. It's great, and so anyway. We, well, let's let's talk. Let's figure it out. Let's talk about where your goals are and then we'll go from there and we'll tell you if we don't think it's going to be a good fit because we don't want to get into it if, if it's not for sure.
2: Y'all are a community.
0: It's real. Well, appreciate Thanks you. Thanks for having us. So you guys real. No, thank you. Yeah, it's so real. Welcome it's to the studio. Awesome. I love having you this is
1: exciting. I feel like we're at, we're catching you at the beginning of the next big Man. chapter. So. Thank you so I appreciate much. that. Yeah, thank Natasha's nodding. And yeah. I just yeah. want to slide
2: in Natasha. Shout out Natasha. Yes, Natasha. Natasha. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> wait, actually, real quick. Do you want to plug
0: your crackers? okay oh, tempo, yeah. tempo crackers wait
1: i'm checking these tempo crackers at yeah, this. Yeah. these are yeah. snacks for days yes this is our grub portion we love tempo
0: crackers quick tempo. plug
3: here for tempo crackers wait say <laughs> your name first oh my name is robert holland um also from texas lover howdy, of howdy. barbecue and all things brisket so very excited <laughs> and i actually grew up in frito lay's headquarters plano texas uh they started testing me with snacks um when i was eight years old no way and now i'm here on the scene with our new exciting uh chili limon tempo crackers five milligram thc perfect snack i honestly eat the whole box every time but
0: guilty say hell
1: yes all. We- all right <laughs> this uh, has been the best like, combination of weed and grub ever uh you can find us at weed and grub on instagram we just got verified that was exciting for us yeah. email us at wg at all right. dot com with all questions comments and pictures of your food and your weed and thank you so much we will be back i hope and uh, come on again to just like give us a report on how things are going any time please yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Look forward to it. We'll be Thank seeing you guys. a lot more of y'all. All Look right. forward yeah. to working with you. Guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.